0: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. And you all know that I absolutely love BetterHelp. I love that not only can you be matched with your own licensed professional quickly and start talking to them within 48 hours, but I also appreciate the fact that there is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's large counselor network, which may give you access to people and services that may not be locally available in many areas. So for me, I personally started looking for someone that worked specifically on postpartum and perinatal issues because that's where I'm at in life right now. And I love how I can find someone that specializes in that and that I can just log into my account and message my counselor and get a timely and thoughtful response from her and that I never have to go to any kind of an uncomfortable waiting room or even leave my house, which I love. So if you want to join the over 1 million people, including me, who are taking charge of their mental health and you want to get 10% off your first month, you can visit betterhelp.com slash minutes. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash minutes to save 10% off your first month today. Betterhelp.com slash minutes. And now, on with the episode Hello, my friends. Oh my gosh, it feels so good to be back here in my little closet recording episodes and starting the podcast up. It's been a little bit. It's this Honestly, this almost feels like a little bit weird to be recording this podcast again, just because it's been a little bit of a break. As you know, it's been, I think, like four or five weeks. Um, I always take a little summer break and then a little bit of a holiday break. And now I don't know where that month went. And it's time. We're back. We're back in I don't know if I'd ask to call it like season or the fall winter session. I don't know what to call it, but we're back and I'm so excited about it. And I thought that today it would be fun to just kick off this new season with a freeform episode where I share some life updates, just kind of fill you in on just what's been happening, what's been going on, what I was doing during this break, Um, and then really diving into the meat of this episode and talking about productivity. So talking about, you know, how to increase your productivity, kind of the neurology behind productivity, and then I will be sharing my favorite productivity tips and hacks. But before we dive into all of that, um, I wanted to do something that is super important, and I wanted to thank you. And that is the first thing that I wanted to do. So before we dive into anything, I just want to take a moment to share my gratitude With all of you. When, you know, I did, I I was off social media for the most part during my break. um, you know, trying not to be on social media too much or you know, in my email inbox too much. But every time I did check in, I saw so much support from all of you. And it just like blew me away. You have been sharing the podcast, you've been leaving reviews, you've been telling your friends about my work, about this show. And I seriously, I don't even know how to say thank you. I mean, the best that I can do is just say it and articulate my gratitude. So just know that if you're listening to this right now, I am so grateful to you. I appreciate you and I value you. And when you share my work and you share this podcast and you leave those reviews, it is truly the most supportive and helpful thing that you can do for me as a solopreneur and for this podcast. So just I want to take a moment to, since I haven't been able to talk to you for a little bit, just give you a huge, huge thank you and just let you know that I see all of it and it just means the world to me and that you mean the world to me. This community, this Mindful Minutes community really is just like the most like special, precious, incredible thing to me. So I'm grateful for for all of you. So thank you. So I wanted to make sure I did that first because I've just really been, I don't know, just feeling even extra grateful for all of you. So So I wanted to do that because that's the most important part of all of this is just making sure that you know how much I appreciate and value you. So I thought then it'd be fun to kind of move into some life updates because last month has been such a whirlwind and I really took a step back and I really, you know, dialed back from social media and obviously I paused the podcast and, and I do this, you know, those I... I actually, you know, I realized just like today that this podcast, this fall is going to be four years old, which I don't even know like how to comprehend that. That is insane that I've been doing this now for almost four years. It seems like I just like started this podcast. And and I always take these two breaks. And the reason that I take two breaks during the year, once during the summer, once during the holidays, is because... I find that the best way to make sure that I don't get burnt out and that I don't kind of like lose my creativity or ever make this feel like, you know, this is something that I have to do. I never want to feel that way. I always want to feel like excited about it and grateful that I get to do it. And And so I, I schedule these breaks in so that I can really truly just like step back, um, you know, turn the volume down on everything, take a complete break. Focus my attention on other things, and I just find that this is one of the best ways to recharge my batteries and kind of let my creativity and my productivity just recalibrate and rest. So I've been doing a lot of things, and none of them had to do with writing meditations. So the first update, the one I know you are all here for, the Mila and Pork chop update, because honestly, that's where most of my time has been spent. And I know that's what you're here for, right? Mila and pork chop, definitely just like, Everyone's favorite, and I get it. They're my favorite too, and they are both doing so well. It has been, particularly in the last two weeks, it has been a wild two weeks. Um, Porkchop is just like growing like a weed. In the last two weeks, he has gotten five teeth. He's learned to crawl. He started pulling up to stand. He turned nine months old and now spends like 1000% of his time just trying to get into everything and trying to harm himself and keeping me on my toes. And it's been a lot. Um, It's exhausting. We haven't been getting a lot of sleep around here, mostly because of the teeth and, you know, everything's just changing. But it's also really incredible to like see him growing and seeing him changing. And, And I just I don't know like where my baby went because it's all of a sudden it's like I just woke up one day and there was like a kid in my house and it's like, I don't really have a baby anymore. I have like a kid. Um, So that's been, you know, before when I, before motherhood, when I take breaks, you know, I I would do a lot of other things, but you know, I've really just been focusing a lot of my time on pork chop. And then also on Mila, the queen, because she's also amazing, you know, just as amazing as ever. And she is the sweetest baby pork chop and their little budding friendship. It just warms my heart every day. Like, She started doing this thing where she'll go in in the middle of the night into his nursery and check on him while he's sleeping. And she just, like, I'll walk by the nursery door and it'll be, like, opened up, like, one, like, Mila width. And she just goes in there and, like, peeks in between the crib and just, you know, the little slats on the crib and checks on him and then leaves. And I, like, my heart just, like, explodes into, like, a million pieces every time I see her do that. And they, like, share snacks now. And they just kind of, like, sit and like hang out and play and he and he'll like pet her he kind of like you know pats her and we go for like little walks you know to the park and and she'll kind of just like lay underneath the swing while pork chop swings because he loves it and i'm just obsessed with them and and honestly like and i i'll talk about this in just like a moment but i don't you know i don't have to explain to anyone how hard it can be to have such a big life change and and i don't say hard like in like I don't love it or that I don't appreciate it, but just having such a big change in roles in life—from you know not having kids to having kids, or or whatever change you might be experiencing—it really is, you know, has taken a lot to really kind of adapt and change and start wrapping my head around it and figuring out like what is life now, like what is my equilibrium, you know, what what do I want, what kind of a mom do I be, just all of this stuff. Um, and so during this break, I've really just been trying to focus on a few things and one of the major things is really just being present um with with my family and being present with pork chop and with mila and taking in that that special time and really experiencing gratitude for all of that um and so that's been a huge part of what i've been doing during this break and and yeah i guess that's that's all I have to say about that. You guys know I always come with these freeform episodes. Like I have a few notes to kind of keep myself like focused and on track, um, but I never really plan out like exactly what I'm going to say. So I, that's all I have to say about Porkchop and Mila. They're wonderful, and I'm uh, obsessed with them, and they also are just like such little stinkers and handfuls and always get into trouble and wearing me out and also just bringing me so much joy. So that's them. They're great. Um, and then for me, you may have seen that like over the last eight weeks or so, um, or maybe you haven't seen it because I, I honestly haven't really been sharing a whole lot of it, but I've been focusing a lot on my health and like my strength. And I, I guess you can kind of call it like a fitness journey of sorts. Um, I And I honestly, I haven't shared a lot about this for a few reasons. One, I know that a lot of members of this community you know, myself included, have had or currently have a tricky relationship with food and body image. And I know that some of you are either in recovery for EDs, or you know, maybe you are in the same boat as me. You recently had a baby or adjusting to your new body. And and I just feel like the last thing that you need is me posting about, you know, my my fitness journey or my body or me sharing, you know, numbers on whatever on a scale or inches or this or that and and I just I feel like I would just be adding to like the noise out there about bodies. And I just, you know, if if you want to do that and you want to share your journey, that's amazing. I think that's great. Um I just personally am consciously making the decision to not share a ton about it specifically when it comes to like the numbers or like what I'm specifically eating or, you know, or any of that because I don't want to, um, not only kind of bring some you know bad and unhealthy habits, unhealthy habits that I used to have for myself. I don't want to bring that up for myself, but I also don't want to bring that up for anyone else. Um, so, but I have been sharing a little bit, a little bit of my journey because because honestly, it's I've never really done anything like this before. I've you know I I always just being a an athlete for my whole life and then doing a lot of like fitness classes and then teaching a lot of yoga and like movement and just like fueling my body well for my lifestyle like that's always just kind of like naturally been a part of my life and I've never really taken like a fitness journey or had to really focus on like rebuilding strength because that's really been what I've been been working on is is rebuilding my strength and kind of like repairing my body because after um, I had a baby I just I felt so disconnected to my body and I, I had a tough pregnancy and I had a pretty tough birth and delivery and you know I I've never not felt strong before and I think that was one of the things that shocked me the most was like how weak I felt in um, like my core and just you know other parts of my body and like I said like You know, I was an athlete and then when I wasn't an athlete, like I was kind of in the fitness professional world and I've just never really had to take this fitness journey because it's just been a part of my life. So then after, you know, I I was pregnant and I gave birth, I realized that I had to really work on regaining strength and rebuilding my muscles and, you know, the tissue in my body and working on finding a balance and finding, you know, the balance that I wanted and I, I wanted to... Um, find more strength and be able to move a little bit, you know, easier. And it wasn't about, you know, I, I really kind of resent this idea of like bouncing back. And well, this isn't necessarily a topic that I'll, I'll dive into on this podcast. Maybe I will on Meditation Mama. But just the pressure that women have to like bounce back after a baby and to, you know, get back into your genes and do this and that. And it's like it's all just like I said, it's all just like noise. And and I don't want to contribute to that. And I also I deeply resent, you know, that idea and, and the pressure that we put on women in general, but especially, you know, during pregnancy and after and and how your body should look or be doing or whatever it is. And so this was all just like for me and rebuilding my strength and um, focusing on my health. And I had noticed, you know, these these small, simple movements like I used to do all the time became really hard. And I just always kind of like ate intuitively and, you know, kind of balanced. But I just realized that I, you know... Well, actually, something that I learned was that when I was eating intuitively, like, I I wasn't necessarily, like, getting enough protein and that I may not have actually been finding, like, the balance that I needed. So I've really been focusing on, like, my physical strength and finding some more balance with just, like, what I've been eating and fueling my body with and making sure that I'm getting the nutrients that I need to strengthen my body to rebuild those tissues, also to be able to, you know, feed pork chop um, and all of that. So. It's just, it's been so interesting. And I've just shared a little bit of it. And, and it's something that's really given me a lot of pause for thought. And just because I, I truly, I've never really done anything like this before. And so I've mostly been working, well, I've like exclusively, been working with a personal trainer who focuses on postpartum recovery and like hormone balancing. So I want to plug her because she's amazing, and her name is Michaela Stoner, and I highly recommend her. She is local here to my area in the Twin Cities, but she also has like some online stuff, and I'm gonna put all of her socials and links and everything in the show notes um, because she's just been so lovely and so supportive and just is amazing and has been helping me really like rebuild especially like my core strength and um, different things on this journey and it's just been such a profound experience to take a journey like this that I've never really done before and and to feel myself like getting stronger and to you know be able to move more be able to like lift pork chop because he is not a small guy um, just all these little things it's just been amazing so I want to plug her you know Michaela you're the best I'm gonna put all of her stuff in the show notes if you want to check her out I would highly recommend it. She's wonderful and she also does a great job of helping you find balance especially if you have struggled before with um, you know a a tricky relationship with your body and with food and all of that she's so good at kind of helping you meet your goals but without you know bringing up some of that old stuff or kind of triggering some of those old habits or some of those you know unhealthy mindsets things like that so anyways that's my little plug for for Michaela because I've just worked with her and she is is wonderful so I've been working on that and you know kind of taking that journey and focusing on that and I, I guess last thing just you know as I'm kind of talking out loud about this I've I guess I never realized until I had a kid like how much time it really truly takes to like focus on your body and your health and make sure that you're like you know getting the right nutrients and that you are you know getting your workouts in and building your strength and all of that and like It's like a part-time job doing all of that. And so I've also kind of gained this, like, new appreciation for that. Um, But, yeah. And then other than that, um, I've done a few, like, I don't know if you necessarily care about this, but <laughs> but I'm going to share it. But a few like home improvement projects that you've seen on social media the few times that I've been there. I installed like a little accent wall and some hanging plants in my dining room. I installed a cloth office, which is like I turned like a pocket door closet into like this office nook with the help of my 92-year-old grandpa. Shout out Grandpa Kenny, which was quite the experience. Um, I've really been rocking the power tools, making some tweaks and changes to the house that we moved in about a year ago. Um, but I didn't really do anything then because I was super pregnant. And so now I've kind of been, you know, doing some of those things. And this is the kind of stuff that it's like it's a complete 180 from what I normally do. And that's so at least for me, that's so good for me to like take that break and to, you know, focus on things and to kind of work my creativity in like a different aspect and, you know, build a cloth or learn how to like shave a door down like those kind of things. Um, And then I also – another fun thing that I did was I started narrating just, like, some small indie author books with, like, my podcasting equipment. And I've really been having fun with it. I've really been enjoying, like, bringing some books to life through narration. So I don't do, like, vocal, like, acting, but I'll narrate, like, nonfiction books. And, you know, I I like it. And I just, like, narrate – I mean, I like reading. So I like, you know, narrating books and obviously I'm reading it at the same time. And it's just something completely different. Like I never thought I would do something like that. And I just did, you know, a few books during this break um, because pork chop goes to bed early. So in the evenings, um, I just kind of sit down in my closet and I, you know, work through a book and I narrate it. And it's just something that I never thought I'd do. And it was really out of my comfort zone. And it was just fun. And I really enjoyed it. So if you, you know, if you haven't done anything like new in a while or stepped out of your comfort zone, I highly recommend it. I found like just like these little home improvement projects or like, you know, taking on a few like audiobook projects. Um, I just found that to be really refreshing and bringing a lot of like lightness into like my heart and my soul and just giving me something like new to do. And it's good for like my brain. And then I think... The last thing that I've really been focusing on during this break is, you know, I've just been doing a lot of thinking and reflecting. Um, So I've really been focusing on like prioritizing my mental health. Um, So, you know, I've been meeting with my therapist, Miss Jackie and I, we have been talking weekly and something that I love about her in particular. And you guys know that I am like, I just, I love therapy. I think it's so important. I have, been using it for years and it just it really helps me and if you're on the fence about it I highly recommend you give it a try but it's so important that you find like the right therapist like that right fit and I just something that I really appreciate about my current therapist Jackie is that we have like some really thought-provoking conversations um you know and and she really kind of like challenges me which is what I what I need and and something that I've really been focusing on during this time away where I've scaled back on work quite a bit for a few weeks is, you know, focusing on my physical health, my mental health, all of that. And, you know, there's just some things that I've really been thinking about and working on shifting my perspective, you know, from therapy. And, and I think some of the biggest things I've been reflecting on is like, you know, she's really challenged me to think about, like, what is my definition, like, of happiness and success? Like, what really brings me happiness? Or, like, what does success look like for me? And am I actually doing those things? Like, am I, you know, focusing on, like, what makes me happy and then just doing those things and letting that be enough? Or, like, when it comes to, like, success, am I just, do I have, you know, am I tapped into, like, what my definition of success is? Or am I kind of letting external influences, like, come in and, you know, make me feel like, oh, maybe my success isn't, like, enough, or, you know, I I need to, something I've really been struggling as I'm shifting into this, you know, role of now being a parent is, you know, and this kind of leads into our productivity, but, like, how do I, you know, change this identity that I have of, like, pretty much just really working on, like, my business and these different projects and the podcasts and the trainings and all of that, which I love and I still want to do. But how do I find a way to let that coexist with now also being a parent and loving that and, you know, ha- having that be taking up most of my time and, like, what does success, success look for me like, you know, look for me like right now? And how do I accept that and, and be okay with that? And these are the kind of things that I've really been enjoying just even reflecting on and thinking about and kind of challenging myself on. And, um, you know, like, how do I really want to be spending my days? Like, what kind of a mother do I want to be? Um, you know, what, you know, what, what sounds like fun like what changes do I want to do like I I know that I really want to start like teaching more yoga and so like what am I going to do like I just you know I kind of miss teaching some of those classes like what am I going to do to do more of that and just really I guess returning to like myself and my center and um you know, my, my core and just checking in with like, and you guys have heard me talk about this a lot on this podcast, right? Like living from that true self space. And in order to do that, you have to always kind of like recalibrate and check back in with the true self. Like, am I still being, you know, am I still honoring this? Am I still doing what I want to do? Am I on the right path? Like what does that, you know, authentic part of me checking in, having those conversations and, you know, reflecting, connecting, recalibrating and all of that. So I just feel like I've really been enjoying that time to, to do all of that. And um, yeah. So that's really I mean, that's truly everything. I mean, oh, my goodness, I've already been talking for 20 minutes about all the things that I've been up to. Um, and the reason that honestly that I i wanted to share this one to just kind of like fill you in on on what I've been doing, but also, you know, that I always want to speak organically and authentically to all of you and to just, you know, share these things and be like, hey, like you know it's it's okay and it's important to take these times to you know rest and reflect and you know check back in with your true self or to sometimes it's okay to you know just take a break for a little bit and go do something different and fun and that that's important for me too and if i don't do those things then i find that it really kind of impacts my well-being and and my ability to show up in this world in the way that i want to so so I just want to share that with you because if you feel like you can't do those things, um, I encourage you to give it a try and to check in with yourself and to, you know, take breaks if you need to. So that's it. I just feel like I, have you know, had a little bit of a breath of fresh air into my soul and just, you know, think about things, challenge thoughts that I had, do something different um, and work on kind of rebuilding and implementing. So, yeah, that's it. That's what I've been doing. And but I have to say I'm really happy for this break to be over. I just, it feels so good to be back and to be um, creating, you know, more episodes. And yeah, so with that, let's take a quick break. And then we're going to talk about productivity. This episode is brought to you by Buffy. Buffy is on a mission to help you live comfortably without making the planet uncomfortable, which is why they've spent sleepless nights worrying about the impact the bedding industry has had on the environment. So they decided to change that by creating products that are made using only renewable and recycled materials, which makes them as soft on the planet as they are on your bed. And with over 18,000 five star reviews, they definitely have created the best comforter you've ever slept with. And you all know that we, as the Mindful Minutes community, take our sleep very seriously. So let me tell you that nothing is better than hopping into bed at night under the cloud comforter, which literally feels like this luxurious, fluffy cloud, turning on a little sleep meditation, and then saying good night. I know because I've literally been doing this almost every single night, and I am just so cozy under this comforter. And I also love that I never get overheated. So as a naturally hot sleeper, I am obsessed with the super soft and breathable eucalyptus fabric because it keeps me cozy without overheating me. Plus, it's machine washable. And when you live with a baby and a giant dog like Mila, you need to be able to wash things because they get dirty. So if you want to try your own fluffy, luxurious cloud to sleep underneath, you can visit Buffy.co and enter code MIM20 for $20 off your Buffy comforter. That's Buffy, B-U-F-F-Y.co and coupon code MIM20 to get $20 off your Buffy comforter. Okay, we are back. We are ready. We are going to talk about... Productivity. So, this is kind of inspired. So, I don't know about you. I, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know that much about like astrology. I know that it's very cool right now. I can't say that I'm, you know, particularly like all that cool. So, <laughs> it's probably not that surprising that something that's like kind of cool and on trend. I don't really understand. And I I think that a lot of times people think, you know, because I'm in meditation and things like that, that like, oh, I must be super into astrology. And I find it really interesting. I just honestly don't know that much about it. Um, But what I will say is if you are an astrology lover You need to check out Ashley Sondergaard and her podcast, The Yoga Magic Podcast. So, I know Ashley personally. She's amazing. I'm going to get her to do a guest meditation for us on this feed because she's just incredible. She's like this astrology guru and a self care coach and a yoga teacher. She's amazing. I'll link to all of her things. And she's just also just a really, really kind, wonderful, like lovely person. She's just like a light in this world. So, the reason that I bring her up is because I was listening to an episode of her podcast. Actually, I think it yeah, it was her podcast or was it? It could have been on actually I think it was Gina's podcast Past Lives and the Divine and I believe her and Ashley were doing an episode together. And once a month they talk about like astrology and things like that. And I had a really I didn't even realize that this was a thing, right that that it's like Virgo season. And again, my astrology friends out there they're like, "Oh my gosh, Kelly, like hello, it's Virgo season." I had no idea. I didn't know what this meant and I was listening and I was like Yes, this is what I've been feeling. And I have just been recently feeling like super productive and feeling like the ideas are flowing. Like I've been feeling motivated. I've been feeling, you know, like I'm ready to like hop back into the podcast and I have these ideas and I'm ready to just like do it right like do all the things and i'm like okay i'm finally ready to like check this off the list and and take on this project and do this thing and revamp this and i had been feeling that way and then i listened to that episode and i realized that that's just like that's virgo season and that it's really common to be feeling that right now um and so I, I think a lot. And then I kind of was talking to some other people. And then also um, – and then I, you know, texted Ashley and I was like, oh, you know, whatever. I've been feeling this way. And she was like, girl, it's Virgo season. Of course you've been feeling that way. So anyway, so Ashley kind of gave me like this crash course on just what that means. And and I was really thinking about that. And I was like, oh, so it's not just me feeling this way. Um, I thought I was just getting like those back-to-school vibes even though, you know, I, I, it's, I don't even want to say – the year that I was last in school. It was a long time ago. And and I just, you know, I thought I was like, oh, back to school vibes. But no, it's Virgo season. And so you might also be feeling like motivated and productive or wanting to take on something new, but you don't necessarily know you know, where to start or how to like harness that energy of being like, okay, I feel ready to like create and to do, but how do I actually kind of get down to brass tacks and do the things? And that's what I wanted to dive into today, because I know a lot of you started your meditation practice because you wanted to increase your mental clarity, your focus, and increase your productivity. I've heard this from many of you. So we're going to explore that. Like, how do you increase and harness this productivity? So first, we have to talk about one of my favorite things in the whole world, which is science. You know, I love some science. So here's what you need to know. The brain is made up of different parts, right? We know this. You have heard me talk about these different parts before and like the anatomy of anxiety episode when I talk about meditation and these different parts are responsible for different functions. So you probably have heard me talk the most about the amygdala, which is kind of that fear, stress, pain center. So that's the part of the brain that shrinks with meditation. So you've heard me talk about this a lot. I'm not going to be talking about the amygdala today for once. I actually want to focus on the prefrontal cortex. So this is the part of the brain that does the most of the heavy lifting when you're trying to like focus and be productive and also make decisions. So this is the part of the brain like if you are going to do like a, you know, like a face palm like if you're like the face palm emoji where you take your palm kind of on your forehead, like that's generally where the prefrontal cortex is. So we're going to be talking about that part of the brain. And like I said, we're going to talk about it because this is a part of the brain that is mostly responsible for doing that heavy lifting when you're trying to focus and be productive. So as we know, the brain is always changing, right? There's this idea of neuroplasticity, and it's that your brain can change, it can adapt, it can develop over time, it can get denser, it can get weaker, you know, different areas can get stronger. We are always building new, you know, neurons and new neurological pathways. We know that our brain is elastic and that it is changing over time. Which means that we can, over time, develop and strengthen, like physically change this part of the brain that is responsible for focusing and productivity. And that we can also train our brains to go from kind of like a more scattered pattern when we're just kind of, you know – distracted and thinking about different things trying to multitask right like there's if you look up these brain scans there's all these different parts like lighting up and then when we're trying to focus we are going to be really seeing that prefrontal cortex really lighting up and kind of focusing in this one area of the brain for the most part and i'm really really simplifying this so if there's any you know neurologists listening um you know this is like the kindergarten level of all of this um but I still find it just so fascinating. And and the reason that, you know, you might be like, Kelly, why are we talking about like productivity? Isn't this like a meditation podcast? And it is. It is a meditation podcast. But – One of the absolute best ways to strengthen the prefrontal cortex and to increase your productivity and increase your ability to focus is to meditate because meditation has been proven to physically strengthen and increase gray matter in the prefrontal cortex. So that part of the brain that we're focusing on that increases our productivity and also our decision making many other important things. We know that over time, right, just like the amygdala shrinks when we meditate because we're turning the volume down on that fight or flight response, we're turning the volume down on our anxiety, on our stress response when we're meditating, we are turning the volume up on our prefrontal cortex. And we are, you know, when we do that single pointed concentration of meditation, we are using our prefrontal cortex and we are training our brains to be able to focus at one thing at a time. When we're meditating, we have our one point of concentration. That could be your breath. That could be your mantras. If you're listening to one of my guided meditations, that could be the story that I'm you know, telling you or the practice that I'm leading you through. That could be you know, doing a body scan. Like whatever it is, when we are meditating, we are training our brains to be able to focus on one thing at a time. And we are strengthening and having the prefrontal cortex really light up and over time it physically gets bigger and stronger and denser meaning that it is just like you know a muscle right if if you're going to go and you want to you know have stronger biceps you're going to go and you're going to lift weights and you'll start with lighter weights and then heavier and heavier and you'll build that muscle mass over time that's exactly what we're doing with our brains when we meditate specifically building mass in the areas that have to do with focus and pr- productivity and focusing on the prefrontal cortex so that's you know The main reason why I wanted to dive into productivity is because meditation is one of the absolute best ways to be increasing our productivity and to be strengthening that part of the brain. Meditation also we know teaches us to be able to deal with distractions. And this is why I always like encourage you to embrace and to lean into your distractions. I've said it before, I'll say it again, distractions are so important and we welcome them. We want our distractions to be there because when we're meditating, it's not about just turning your mind off. It's not about being able to just think of nothing, right? It's be able to continue to return to your point of concentration over and over and over again, even if you are getting distracted. So, you know, I think about, I'm sure I've said this analogy before on this podcast, right? So if you're sitting and you're meditating Your distractions will almost be like if you're watching, let's say, like a stream go by and there's leaves falling off of the trees higher up the stream. So they fall down, they land in the water, they move down with the current and you just are watching this one patch of the stream and you just watch like as the leaves, they fall and then they'll, you know, drift into your sight and then just keep going, right? So you'll acknowledge them and then they keep going. That's what we want to do with distractions when we're meditating is something, you know, distraction will pop into our mind. We'll see it. You know, recognize it just and then just let it keep moving with the current. Just let it go. We're not going to try to dive into the stream and pick up that leaf and inspect it. Just acknowledge it. See it. Let it go. When we're meditating and we do that and every time we, you know, recognize that we're distracted, we let go of the distraction. We return to our point of concentration. We are training our brains how to be able to deal with distractions in everyday life and to be able to. Not only tune those bigger distractions out, but be able to just kind of recognize, release, return to our point of concentration and to become more efficient and stronger at that, which means that when we're doing a task, when we're trying to focus, that we're going to be better at it. We're going to be able to manage those distractions better, which will ultimately increase your productivity. So, and also, like it says, um, or like I said earlier, that when we're meditating, we are taking kind of that neurological activity from scattered to more focused on one thing. And this is something that I, you know, really appreciate and that I really value, especially, you know, I I know I've shared this on the podcast before, um, but I have, you know, pretty intense ADHD. Um, I was diagnosed with it as a kid. And I and I know that sometimes surprises people. And I always, you know, because people say, oh, I can't meditate like I'm so ADD or whatever. And, and I'm like, oh, really, you know, actually, I, you know, I really do have pretty intense um, ADHD and and also dyslexia. And, and meditation is one of the things that has helped me the most. And and it, and I like to study like the neurology and you know, how my mind just operates differently because, you know, I have these, you know, these different ways of learning and it's important, especially for someone like me, it's important for everyone, but I find meditation to be so helpful in kind of getting my mind from being more scattered to then being able to focus on, on that one thing. So if there's, you know, any of my friends out there that also have ADHD, um, I feel you, I hear you and, you know, I get it those distractions are for real and and meditation helps um it also increases your ability to be able to make decisions and procrastinate less so the prefrontal cortex that is when it's stronger we know that you're able to kind of make those decisions a little bit better a little bit faster and that there's less procrastination in people that have that stronger prefrontal cortex and so just daily meditation we know 10 minutes a day is enough to be able to do this and you usually see the changes like if you were to do a brain scan you'd usually see the changes um, like physically and like the density and, and things like that of your brain in about eight to 12-ish weeks. You'll feel differences way faster than that, but you wouldn't be able to like see and measure them. Usually the studies, you know, usually say between eight and 12 weeks. So just stick with it, 10 minutes a day. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you obviously already appreciate meditation and know the value in it. Um but yeah, so so that's, that. that's how meditation can really kind of help. And I want to talk about now, now that we understand like what's happening in the brain, like why we need to be meditating and doing these different things to train and build our productivity, I want to talk about some of the best ways to actually like build and strengthen that productivity in your life. So the first one I just talked about it, daily meditation, 10 minutes a day, it can absolutely transform your productivity. Um, It it doesn't matter if you do it first thing in the morning, first thing at night. I tend to and what I'm going to do on Sunday's, um, I guess, companion episode, the meditation on Sunday is going to be a productive morning meditation. So when you want to kind of clear your mind, get your mind right and prepare for a productive day, that's what the practice on Sunday will be. Um, So, yeah, so daily meditation, focusing on dealing with distractions in the moment like you do during meditation. So, you know. Basically, recognizing when these things pop up, when you have these distractions, recognizing them, releasing them, returning to your task or whatever it is that you're working on. You can also train your brain to focus by using time intervals. This is one of my personal favorite ones. So, basically, what you're doing is you're saying, I'm going to turn off all distractions. I'm going to focus on this one task for 20 minutes. Then I'll take a five minute break or five minutes of, quote, like procrastination. And then I'll come back and I will, you know, work for 20 minutes again. Again, it's kind of like people who like to do interval training with your body. It's the same thing with your productivity and your work. And you can say, I'm going to do, you know, four 20-minute intervals. I'll work really hard and focus for 20 minutes on and then five minutes off. 20 minutes on, five minutes off. And then you can, over time, increase, like, your focus windows. So then maybe you do, like, 25 minutes on, five minutes off, or 30 minutes on, five minutes off. And we do know that this is very much just trains your brain to be able to focus more clearly and for longer amounts of time. So. That's something that you can do. Um, Also planning out your work in chunks and then kind of like switching gears. And what I mean by that is being able to, you know, just work on like one thing at a time is so important, but then also doing, you know, kind of putting like with like. So how I like to do this in my life, I call it like batch creation. I will write a lot of meditations in like a day, right? So once I get the creativity flowing and I feel like, you know, I'm really able to just tap into that part of me that creates these meditations, I will write anywhere from 2 to 5 meditations in a day because I feel like I'm already in the rhythm. And I save so much time because of every single week I sat down being like, okay, what am I going to create today? And there's like the warm up time, you know, there's a, okay, I'm going to get my coffee. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to think about it for a while. I'm going to get warmed up, all of that. I end up saving so much time if I just sit down and once I'm already in flow, just continuing to like bust it out. Right. I also like to do this with like my email inbox. So I only check my email inbox instead of like every time a new email comes through, I check it and then, you know, respond to it right then. I'll check usually like at the very beginning of my day in the middle of my day. And then I just check it once more before I kind of sign off for the day to make sure there's nothing urgent. And and then I just will answer, you know, I'll do like one good kind of like email inbox clean out per day where I'll really respond. And I just kind of focus on emails for that chunk of time instead of getting distracted every time like one comes in and then dealing with that one for a few minutes, then trying to go back to what I was doing. I just schedule in like email time, right? So batch creation, like working in chunks, I find that doing like I like to take all of my calls and put them in a certain like window. So, you know, I know back-to-back Zoom calls aren't necessarily like the most fun, but it can really help your productivity instead of being like, I have a call at 11 and then I have another one at, you know, 1230 and then I have one at 115 and you just have these little chunks of spare time in between where you can't really do a whole lot Um, and it just kind of adds up to wasted space. So... Planning out your work in chunks. You can also do this with things like running errands, right? So saying, you know, Friday morning, I'm going to run my errands and then you run all of them. You go to the store, you, you know, drop off your dry cleaning, you pick up, you know, whatever is you need to pick up. You do like all your errands at once. Then you only have to then leave your house at one time, do all the things and then come back. Really increases your productivity, Um, Also making sure that you're getting enough sleep at night. This is so important. So prioritizing your health through eating well, moving your body. And we know that the better you are sleeping at night, the more productive you are during the day. You can also work on building up your focus um, by lengthening your focus sessions. So when you schedule out these times to really work on like one project, slowly start to increase that length. You can start small. And you can say, okay, 10 minutes here, right? I'm really gonna focus and start increasing, increasing, increasing. And you'll find that you're able to sit down and focus for longer amounts of time um, over time. Also activities like puzzles, learning something new, word games, these help to strengthen your prefrontal cortex as well. And indirectly will then improve your ability to focus and concentrate and be productive. Um, And then also get to know yourself. So like, when are you naturally most productive? And what helps you be productive? And then do those things, right? If you're most productive in the morning, get up, get after it in the morning, get those things done. And then when you're done, you're done. If you know that you're more productive at night, great. Then do those things at night. Like I do, I'm most productive when I have a deadline coming up. And I know that about myself. So, you know, if, if I know, okay, I have this thing that's due in two days, I, you know, find that I'm most productive right before that deadline. I just sit down, bust it out turn it in it's done like the more that you get to know yourself and your own like productivity ability it really helps with everything so then that leads me to the last thing that i wanted to explore Um, Or share, which is, like, my personal favorite productivity tips. So a lot of these things that I'm about to share are obviously what works for me because they're my productivity tips. But they're also a lot of what I share, like, with whether it's people that are, you know, like my mentees or if it's people that are kind of doing, I guess, more, like – of like the coaching side of my, I don't know, I don't really like the word like coach, but um, you know what I mean? Like, like my teaching alums and people that are in trainings and things like that are if people if I'm helping them like with their business. Um, these are honestly, these are the things that I that I tell them. And I, I wanted to share this with all of you because I find these to be deeply helpful in my life. And I hope that maybe some of them will help you. So um I will say that another not only you know now that I know that it's a Virgo season, a lot of people are feeling like inspired to do more things, and they maybe need some productivity tools now. I will also say that I've I've never felt a stronger need to really hone in on my productivity than I do now in this stage of life, where you know realistically what I used to have six days a week to accomplish um, before I was a parent, I now have about two and a half days to accomplish. Um, you know, I only have childcare during you know on certain days of the week and that that is my time where I work on my business and you know so I only I have a much smaller window being able to accomplish things than than I used to and that's just the reality and it just means that I have to you know focus on these things and practice what I preach and um, increase my productivity so what I personally like to do you heard me talk about you know batch 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 like batch everything batch create right so if I'm going to go and record um, you know if I want to start teaching online classes um, I might go and you know record like four yoga classes in a day and then just like slowly release them. Right. Or if I'm in the zone for writing guided meditations, I will write a bunch of meditations and have them written. Or if I need to do recordings, I will wait until it's the ideal time to do recordings. Usually when everyone else is sleeping. And then I will, you know, just record a lot of episodes. And I find that it is so much easier to be productive and to get more done when you're not flipping between tasks. You're just sitting down and kind of like busting out and like batch batching things. So that's one of my biggest tips. Also always plan your day the night before. So before I sign off, I always write down my to-do list for the next day. And with this, something that I've really had to work on is like being realistic with what I can actually accomplish in a day. I might have like a, you know, want to do 200 things in a day, I'm not going to get to them all. So I have to also prioritize, like, what am I actually realistically going to accomplish tomorrow in the chunk of time that I have to accomplish it? And I will write my to-do list because then the next day when I sit down and I look at that to-do list, I can just start with the first thing, sit down, start working on that, and just plug away at my to-do list. And I don't have to spend the first part of my day thinking about what it is that I want or need to do that day. I've already thought about it the night before and I can just sit down and get to work. And I just work that in as last few minutes of my day is preparing my to-do list for the following day. Also, um, I would say something that I love and a tip that's really helped me is starting your day with a simple routine or ritual that tells you that it's time to get to work. So that could be turning on certain music for work time that could be, um, you know, your meditation practice that could be getting a fresh cup of coffee, like start some kind of a ritual that then tell, signals to your body and your brain that like, OK, you know, work time is starting now. And it, it really does help, of course, that daily meditation. You also heard me talk about the time intervals. So I like to use an app that's called like the focus app. And it is an app that just does these time intervals for you um so that it basically you can set whatever time you want so i like to do like 20 you know like 22 minutes on 3 minutes off um i think it's also called like the pomodoro technique as well like kind of working like in intervals like this and then i will like airplane mode everything i will try to turn off every distraction that i possibly can and just set my intervals and then it'll do you know just set off in a little alarm when my work you know my 22 minutes is up And then um, it'll set an alarm again when my break time is up. And I'll do, like, a few intervals at a time. And I find that I can just really focus in and, like, get stuff done this way. Um, Doing one task at a time. This has really transformed my productivity. I used to feel like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that while I'm doing this and while I'm doing that. And I'm going to, you know, try to get my workout in while I'm doing this and that. And I end up just being way less productive because instead of I'm just giving, like, a few things, a little bit of my attention, I can get a lot more done when I just sit down and focus on one thing at a time. And instead of multitasking, just like single tasking. I find that to be so, so helpful. Another thing is, you know, auditing your day, like a day audit and do this to see where you are losing a lot of time. So chances are you have quite a bit of, um, Just like either downtime or like wasted time in your day. And I don't mean to do this in a way where it's like, you know, um, be hard on yourself and be like, oh, I lost 18 minutes today to whatever, staring out the window. It's more just bringing some awareness of like maybe where we've built some bad habits of wasting time. Also, (laughs) um, I apologize if you can hear. I'm not entirely sure what Mr. Porkchop is playing with upstairs, but – he seems to be slamming it into uh, the floor that is above my little closet, so if you hear some interesting noises, um that's just pork chop saying saying hello you know tis, such as life right now, um but yes, so yeah, you know that just that distracted me <laughs> that distracted me, Kelly, recognize the distraction, release it return <laughs> return to your object of concentration, all right, here we go, so. When you are um, really – like when you're doing this audit of your day, I want you to start looking for things where you are wasting time. So, for example, do you wake up and lay in bed for the first 30 minutes and just like scroll on Instagram or kind of do whatever? Um, You know, are you taking like maybe six – little 10-minute Instagram breaks a day, you will be much more productive if you truly just schedule in like a solid like 30-minute just like social media break where you're just like, okay, for the next half hour, I'm just going to scroll on social media and then stay off of it for the rest of the day, right? So kind of doing this like audit um, where you're seeing where these, you know, where these gaps are or where you're wasting a lot of time. And then how can you just make a few simple little tweaks to free up some of that time and, Use it for something productive. So is it, you know, maybe it's meal prepping, right? So one day you spend, you know, a couple hours doing a ton of meal prepping instead of like each night spending like half an hour, pre- you know, prepping something for dinner. Um, you know, what? where are these little things? Like just do an audit of your day and making note of like, where are you wasting time and how can you shift things around to make better use of that time? So that a day audit I find to be really helpful. Um, planning. So plan, plan. Plan. I not only love to-do lists, I love plans. I love them to death. This is how I'm able to do pretty much everything I'm able to do, especially like events, retreats, things like that. It's because my plans have plans, have plans, and my plans have lists that have lists that have lists. And this also helps me so much with like my ADHD as well to keep me organized. So I like to have a plan for the day. I like to have a plan for the week. I have a plan for the month and a plan for usually the quarter. And I like to have planning days. So I like to sit down. And, for example, I'll sit down and I'll plan like three months worth of meditation topics that I want to be sharing. And, you know, I'll schedule them out. I'll put them on the calendar. um, And... And I'll talk about, you know, if there's going to be like a focus for the month or if I'm going to say, okay this month I'm going to launch this on this day. And then I'll do, you know, each week what I want to accomplish that week. And then, of course, you know, my daily plan. And the reason that I do this is that it makes it so much easier for me to then be able to just look, even if it's over the quarter and say, okay what's coming up? What am I planning on? Um, You know, what is my focus for this week? And by spending like a few dedicated hours each month, to really planning ahead and creating this plan and looking forward, you know, even into several months ahead, it then makes me so much more productive because I don't have to spend every day thinking about, okay, what's coming up? What about this? Oh, what do I want to do for this next week? I've already just sat and done it all. And it makes life so much easier and clearer and much more productive. And I often, when I'm thinking about um, completing tasks or, you know, for me, a lot of times it's, you know, working on my business. The analogy I like to use often is like you're building a house, right? So you're going to build a house. You need to have the blueprints. You need to gather your materials. You need to have the lot to build the house, right? You need to do all of the planning, get all of the materials, do all the things first. Do all that work ahead of time. And then you show up every day and you just start laying bricks. And I think of that so much when it comes to building my business, right? I need to think ahead. I need to plan. I need to get my materials. I need to do all the things. But then each day I still need to show up and I need to keep laying bricks. And over time, like you wouldn't start with like building the roof to your house and then have nothing else, right? Maybe if you didn't have a plan, you might do that. And then you'll find that your house won't withstand, right? There's nothing to hold the roof up. And so taking that same idea and applying it to whatever you're doing, whether you're building a business, whether there's, you know, some goal that you're working towards, or whether it's just life in general, right? Gather your materials, have your plan, have everything in place, and then show up every day and lay more bricks. Then over time, you will begin to build this house. It will get stronger, it'll have a strong foundation and it will come to fruition and you'll be able to do that. So I have to remind myself a lot of the times I tell myself, Kelly, just Just lay more bricks. Just, you know, show up or Kelly, make the plan first, right? Get the blueprints, then lay the bricks. And I have found that kind of changing my mindset around that has been so incredibly helpful for my productivity and my organization and my ability to actually accomplish the things that I'm dreaming of and that I want to accomplish. And my last tip is this idea of the idea parking lot. So if you are an idea generator, right? So especially for me, people kind of famously, you know, that have ADHD or ADD, like we're not short on ideas, right? But the problem is figuring out how do we execute those ideas and which ideas should we be focusing on? Because we cannot do all of them at once. Although we may want to, we may try to, we can't. So this idea parking lot, For me, this is a Google Doc, and this is where when I have an idea, but I don't have the time to create it yet, I will put it in my idea parking lot. And what I'll do is I'll literally just type out, you know, I have an idea for creating, you know, whatever, a a meditation journal or something. Or, you know, I want to create a, um, you know, create a new meditation album that's all morning meditations or whatever it is. I may not have the space in that moment or in my schedule or whatever it is to create that project. But it's one that I want to come back to later on. I will just type it out. I put it in that Word doc, my idea parking lot. Then when I find that I'm at a place where I can start a new project and I want something new, I'll go to my idea parking lot, right? Because we're kind of parking these ideas there. And I'll pull out that idea. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I did want to create that album, didn't I? Now's a great time to do that. I have the time and space to do it. So I'm going to start tackling that one. And it's a place where you can save all these ideas that you don't – you know, they don't just pop into your head and then they're gone and you'll be like, oh, what was I going to do with that? You have a place to save it so you don't have to worry about forgetting about it. But you also then can leave it there so you don't feel like you always have to try to do every single thing immediately all the time. And it also creates a place where then if you ever feel like your creativity is lacking or you don't know, you're like, you know, I, I have time to do something new, but what should I do? If you have this idea parking lot, you already have a huge list of ideas to choose from. So I find that having, whether it's like in a notebook or a Google Doc, wherever you want to keep it, have an idea parking lot. It is so, so helpful. So that is it. Those are my tips. I hope that they helped you. Maybe they inspired you. Maybe they gave you some ideas on where you can just make a few little tweaks, increase those productivities, create some magic in your life, lay those bricks, get those things done. And I just hope you're wonderful. And I'm sending you a big, huge hug. And I cannot wait to share the meditation on sunday so we're back at it weekly every sunday new meditations once once a month a subscriber only meditation for those of you subscribed on spotify and once a month a freeform episode like this where we chat so that's that we're back i'm so excited i hope you're wonderful and i'm sending you the biggest hug